0: to welcome you back to the second episode of our podcast how to pass a push unit four and today you're here with Ava Lexi and Aaliyah again to talk about unit four in the a push curriculum unit four begins in 1830 and I mean you're just gonna have to keep listening to see where it ends off so I'd like to welcome you to our second episode where we go over chapter 13. This is part A of question four. The North mainly depended on free labor rather than slave labor, which the South leaned on for support of their economy. When the U.S. gained territories west, many wanted to reserve that land for white opportunity, which would reduce the competition for work between the whites and the former or present slaves. This movement also restricted the expansion of slavery, but white Southerners saw this as a violation of their constitutional right because they thought with the ownership of property came the freedom to do what they wished with it. This caused tension between the regions because of because the North and the South disagreed on why and whether the new territory should be labeled free or slave.
1: This is part A of question 5. The United States had many political conflicts throughout its time as an independent country, but these are some of the ones that led to the infamous Civil War. Those would be the Kansas-Nebraska Act and the Dred Scott decision. The Kansas-Nebraska Act declared that the Kansas-Nebraska Territory would decide for themselves whether they are a free or slave state by using popular sovereignty. Many Free Soilers and Abolitionists showed opposition to this act, but it was passed despite their pushback. At this time, most citizens knew that Nebraska would be a free state, but citizens were unsure about Kansas. Many people migrated into Kansas, typically with strong opinions for or against slavery. The two opposing sides experienced both physical and verbal fights and debates. The Abolitionists and Free Soilers' feedback to this act led led to the formation of the Republican Party, who Abraham Lincoln would lead. This is a continuation of Question 5, Part A. The Dred Scott decision ruled that African Americans are not and cannot be legal citizens of the United States. This caused tension between people because the Compromise of 1820, otherwise known as the Missouri Compromise, said that slavery was prohibited in territories east of Mississippi and north of latitude 3630. Citizens had interpreted this compromise as allowing African Americans to be legal citizens in the territories where slavery is prohibited. As you probably guessed, that is why the Dred Scott decision is so controversial. The two drastically contradict each other, causing increased tension between different political parties.
0: As we did in Chapter Twelve, our first episode, we had a little musical break where we finished off our questions, and now we're gonna go into the finer details. These details are gonna go over any missing plots, any people that you might have thought about. So, so yeah, we're gonna get started with that.
2: Chapter Thirteen is labeled "The Union in Peril," where it covers the time period between 1848 and 1861 which goes over the events that caused the South to secede from the Union, hence dividing the country. Beginning off with a recap of the Wilmot Proviso, The Proviso excluded slavery from the new territories gained in the Mexican secession through the Proviso, was supported by many Northerners, but it still failed. This Proviso brought an increase in differences between the North and South because each region wanted the states to be labeled as free or slave. Northerners rejected the idea of slavery for different reasons. Some wanted African Americans to stay out of the West because it would mean less job opportunities for the whites. Some Northerners who opposed slavery created the Free Soil Party, which came up with the slogan, Free Soil, Free Labor, Free Men. The new party not only participated in the prevention of slavery, but it also gave free home seats. On the other hand, some Southern whites believed the restriction of slavery violated their rights since they thought that, that should be sh- they thought that they should be able to use their property as they please. These Southerners also associated the Free Soilers and Abolitionists to- with the destruction of slavery. Lewis Cass attempted to make another compromise that would make the North and South happy. The compromise stated that they could vote on who has territory using popular so- sovereignty or squatter sovereignty. Lewis Cass was nominated by the Democratic Party while Zachary Taylor was voted for by the Whigs. The Free Soil Party also nominated a candidate, Martin Van Buren. They were but they were eventually turned over because their existence was seen as a threat to the Democratic Party. Taylor, the former general who had little to no political experience or stance on slavery, was elected president over Lewis Cass.
0: After the Compromise of 1850 that transpired because of the gold rush in California, there was a population spike which meant that California would need to implement their own laws to keep the large population in check. A drafted constitution for California was written. The constitution banned slavery from the state. Even though President Taylor was a Southern slaveholder himself, he did not mind California and New Mexico, joining the Union as free states. Southern radicals who disagreed with his decision were known as fire eaters. Before the fire eaters were able to make any changes of their own, Henry Clay stepped in to make another compromise. Clay's plan consisted of California staying with the Union as a free state, but to split the Mexico territory into two regions, Utah and New Mexico. Then they could decide whether they were free or slave states based off of popular sobriety. The last rule that would be included within Clay's compromise would be a strict fugitive slave laws. Webster and John C. Calhoun gave some of their last speeches. Webster was for the compromise because he felt it protected the Union, while Calhoun felt the South should have equal territorial rights. Northerners who opposed the compromise were mostly young anti-slavery believers with like William H. Seward, who thought there was a higher
2: power than the Constitution. Taylor was against the plan, but died in 1850, before he could make any decisions. He was replaced with his vice president, Miller Fillmore, who was for the compromise. Fillmore worked together with Stephen Douglas to pass the plan in separate bills. The southern population accepted California as a free state, since there would be more fugitive slave laws enforced. The Fugitive slaves, Slave Laws stated that escaped slaves from the, from the slave ended up in the North, should be captured and brought back to the South, but most Northerners never did so. To prevent Northerners from hiding slaves, they enforced laws that would punish anyone found protecting runaway slaves. This began the Underground Railroad, Railroad system, which was a network of freed Blacks. blacks ex-slaves and a small amount of white abolitionists, making trips back to the south to rescue slaves and bring them to the north in secret. Harriet Tubman made 19 trips which saved roughly
1: 300 slaves. Literature became a huge issue for the southerners and convinced many northerners who hadn't already seen slavery as pure evil. Uncle Tom's Cabin was written about the intense conflict between a tom, a slave, and his master. Uncle Tom's Cabin was written in 1852 by Harriet Beecher Stowe. Later on when Abraham Lincoln became president, he said that she was the woman who wrote the book that started the Civil War. This book moved many northerners but the southern population saw it as untruthful and that it exhibited a prejudice against their way of life. Other books were written like The Impending Crisis of the South in 1857, which instead of using emotions to move people like Harriet, it used statistics. Stats that prove slavery was in fact hurting the Southern economy rather than helping. The South tried everything to justify their way of life by banning the book which accomplished nothing because it was spread throughout the North. Others claim that the South was made, made this in order to defend themselves. This was the idea that wage working was worse than slavery. They even gave factory workers the name of wage slaves. Again, the North saw slavery as a moral issue and as cruel while the South protected slavery because it was their way of life.
2: For the election of 1852, the Whigs nominated General Winfield Scott, who had goals to improve roads and harbors. The Democrats nominated Franklin Pierce, who promoted the Fugitive Slave Laws. This election left Franklin Pierce as president. Stephen Douglas had a plan that would create a central railroad with intentions of promoting western settlement and increasing the overall value of his real estate. In order to get Douglas to receive permission for the railroad from the south, he thought of splitting the Nebraska Territory into two parts, Nebraska and Kansas. This territory was located north of the 3630 line, which meant the slave owners could spread slavery in this region according to Douglas's bill. The Kansas Nebraska Act of 1854 was passed by everyone, including both houses and the president.
0: The Missouri Compromise was able to maintain peace between the regions for many years, and once it was replaced, conflict burst in the U.S. Douglas hoped that the anti-slavery settlers from the West would make up the Kansas Territory, meaning they would vote for a free state. But Douglas was wrong. Many slave owners from Missouri migrated over to the new territory, causing tension. This caused the New England Emigrant Aid Company to form in 1855. This group of Free Soilers and Abolitionists gave transportation to the anti-slavery settlers. Fights grew between the pro-slavery and anti-slavery groups, which led to it to be called Bleeding Kansas. Border ruffians, or the pro-slavery Missourians, caused created a pro-slavery legislature in Lecompton, Kansas. While this happened, the anti-slavery portion of the population refused to accept their form of government and created their own in Topeka. The creation of new legislation brought up more fighting. The pro slavery settlers attacked Lawrence, killing two free soilers. In revenge, John Brown and his sons killed five settlers at the Pontowantome
1: Creek. Charles Sumner in 1856 gave the speech, The Crime Against Kansas. Within the speech, he included charges against Andrew Butler. After Andrew was accused in the speech, his nephew Preston Brooks defended his uncle by beating Sumner in the head with a cane in the Senate chamber. The Brooks incident showed the differences in opinions and feelings from both sides. The North was outraged by the amount of violence, while the South applauded the aggression by gifting Brooks new canes. This caused tension to grow between political parties in regions like the North and South groups within the North. There was a divide between the native born Americans and the immigrants from Germany and Ireland that settled in the North. This allowed the Know Nothing Party to separate from the Whigs, though they didn't do much. The few elections they won weakened the Whig Party. After the Kansas-Nebraska Act was passed, the Republican Party began to form, and the new party was a mixture of different anti slavery believers, like Free Soilers and Whigs. Their goal was to stop slavery from spreading into other states, which is different from wanting to end slavery completely. Abolitionists joined the Republican Party because of how they tried to repeal the Fugitive Slave Law and Kansas-Nebraska Act.
0: For the election of 1856, the Republicans nominated John C. Fremont, who would promote free homesteads, tariffs, and would stop the spread of slavery. The Know Nothing Party tried to win a spot in this election by nominating Millard Fillmore. Finally, the Democrats nominated James Bush with the intention of easily winning. Even though they still won, the Republican Party was close behind them. The first issue at hand for President Bush was to admit Kansas as a slave state or not. Bush asked Congress to submit Kansas as a slave state, even though that was not based off of majority vote. Democrats like Stephen Douglas transferred over to the to the Republican Party, which in 1858 dismissed the pro-slavery document. In the Dred Scott case, Dred Scott, who was a slave transported to a free state in Wisconsin, felt that in a free state, he should be free. He argued this opinion so passionately that he sued in 1846, but the court left him still a slave, saying he had no right. This case, like most, made the North extremely angry, but kept the South happy and satisfied, because it depended... Defended pro-slavery believers.
1: Abraham Lincoln, who saw slavery as a moral dilemma, was nominated by the Republicans, and in, in result of the honor, he delivered the House Divided Speech. The Free Doctrine was stated by Douglas that slavery couldn't exist in a community without the enforcement of rules or slave codes. The South grew to hate the Republican Party because they supported the North and hurt the South. This was shown with the high tariffs that helped the northern industry and hurt the South. John Brown became
2: one of the South's worst nightmares after he tried to create a slave uprising in Virginia. With the attempt at a rebellion, he also led a small group of people to attack the Harper Ferry. Once he was captured by General Robert E. Lee, he was tried and hanged for treason, the attacked The attack pleased the North and further defended the South's idea that the North's plan to destroy the South using slave revolts.
0: The election of 1860 brought a divide in the Democratic Party splitting between the North and the South, which each nominated their own candidates. Northern Democratic chose Douglas as their convention. The election of 1860 brought a divide in the Democratic Party splitting between the North and the South, which each nominated their own candidates. Northern Democrats chose Douglas at their convention in Charlestown, while Southern Democrats voted for John C. Breckinridge at their convention in Baltimore. The Republican Party stood back and watched the Democratic Party fall apart as they met in Chicago. The South threatened that they would succeed from the Union if Abraham Lincoln was elected as president. A new party was formed the Constitutional Union Party, who f- who nominated John Bell, want- who wanted to preserve the Union. Lincoln, as assumed, w- won the election which brought the secession of the southern states.
1: As soon as Lincoln was elected president, many conventions were held in the Deep South to begin their secession. After many conventions, all seven states in the Deep South created a new party known as the Confederate States of America in 1861. They created their own Southern constitution that gave the government less power to impose tariffs and to restrict slavery. The Confederacy elected Jefferson Davis as president and Alexander Stevens as vice president. Lincoln was on his way to replacing Buchanan as president because he did nothing to stop the South from seceding. John Crittenden, a senator, tried to help by making a constitution amendment that would give the right to slavery everywhere south of the 3630 line. This Lincoln disagreed with because it would expand slavery, which is against the beliefs of the Republican Party. The South thought they could secede secede without Lincoln caring at all. We later find this to be the opposite. Chapter 14 is called The Civil War, which covers the short
2: time of 1861 through 1965 of the Civil War. Abraham Lincoln was elected into office in eighteen sixty one and gave his inaugural speech where he said he wouldn't interfere with slavery but would would with secession because he felt like no state had the right to break up the Union. The South chose to secede Fort Sumter, which meant cutting it off from the harbor, allowing no su- supplies to come in. Lincoln gave them the choice to hold on to the fort or fight with this choice in the The South fired their weapons, which started the Civil War on April 12, 1861. Later, Fort Sumter was captured and was able to bring most Northerners together to fight in order to preserve the Union. After Fort Sumter, four more states joined the Confederacy, adding to the previous seven. These included Virginia, North Carolina, Tennessee, and Arkansas. The Confederacy then moved their capital to Richmond, Virginia, which caused Western Virginia to separate themselves as a new state in 1863 because they remained loyal to the Union.
0: I'd like to thank you all for listening to our podcast, our second episode, where we went over Chapter 13. This is the podcast where we thoroughly discuss history on an AP level, specifically Unit 4. And I hope to see you in the next episode of How to Pass push Unit 4, where we're going to go over, hint hint, chapter 14.